The human male never seems to progress past adolescence. To the Batmobile. Welcome to the comic trope. We followed the North Star over the desert, riding three camels and carrying gifts. We approach a barn, the faint cries of a newborn baby muffled by hay and horse speak. I approach Amos, who has just given birth to a very special baby boy. I present Myrrh. Amos asks, WTF is Myrrh, man? And I'm like, I don't know, possibly the first ingredient for a merkin or the top half of a mermaid? Sequoia approaches and lays down some gold, which is a way better gift than I brought, which makes me a little pissed. He could have, like, told me he was pulling out the big guns because I only brought fucking myrrh. Smiling Dave whips out frankincense, which sounds way cooler than it actually is, but smells better than a fucking barn, so we burn that herb and tell stories of the past and everything that has led up to this moment. I had to be Mary, I can't be Jesus. <laughs> well, I figured that you would have thought that you're about to be Jesus when I was thinking Amos about this. Christ. I mean, there are crazier things. Welcome to the comic trope. With me I have Smiling Dave, Pretty Amos, and what? Encyclopedia Black. And today we're going to rank 2016 comic book movies from best to worst. We're going to talk about our favorite comic books of the past year. We're going to talk a little bit about news and then we're going to do some holiday games. Uh, what else are we going to talk about, guys? That's literally everything we're going to talk about. I'm sure that there's going to be more things that... Kurt Russell's dick. No! We're going to talk right. about his dork, man. Why don't, we even, why don't I even ask you? I should just also, record this part without you. In your intro, you, you said, what the WTF is Merman? And I was going to say, well, he was a villain from Masters of the Universe. Right. Keep That's moving. True. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Anyways, this is uh, number 27, guys. We're getting pretty good at this. So We're getting at this. La pièce de résistance. Our next episode, after this one, is going to be probably second week of January. We're going to read V for Vendetta, and we are going to dive into that bad boy. It's a little bit longer, so we can have time to read over it uh, the holiday break. This is episode 28, by the way. This is episode 28, not 27. 28. So I can't count. At least I can edit a podcast. True that. Let's do... Some poop breakers. A holiday breaker. No, let's do an icebreaker. Holiday... It's been... Can you just start it out that way? It's been four weeks since I don't got my own. Yes. Uh, I don't... Are, we need to start that Bare Naked Ladies tribute band. No, we don't. That should be our 2017. Oh, God, No. All right, guys, um, as I announced earlier, and I'll probably announce before every segment, um, we're celebrating a holiday. I don't know. We're not. We're just doing Christmas-themed, holiday-themed, Christmas holiday. Saturnalia. Holocristmas. Kwanzaa. Festivus. Festivus. New Year's. Uh, it's cold. New Year's. It's cold outside. Kind of special thing going on. Did you say so, solstice? Solstice? Yeah, you, you sure. Did you say solstice? I don't think I did, but I did. Dale's about to giving? Yes. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, so everything is themed in an icy way, a little chilly. So grab your uh, hot cocoa, some marshmallows, and uh, let's do some icebreakers. Dante's hell was actually really cold. What comic book character makes the best Santa? 
I feel like Cable would if he grew a beard. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. He looks like them. Uh, I guess he kind of looks like him, but... What's, what's Beardy Hulk's name? Oh, the Maestro? Maestro. Yeah, he's a little Santa-esque. Yeah, I, I mean, that. in no way other than the fact that he has a beard. Okay, so let's back up to those okay. two answers, because yeah. I have a follow-on. Oh, okay. A twist? All right, so, for Cable, who's Cable's Rudolph? Who's Cable? Jubilee. Jubilee. I yeah. was gonna say his gun with a with a red dot laser go. thing. Long shot. Light my way, pistol. And so, what did you? Cannonball would be his maestro. He would just hook cannonball up to his cart, and cannonball would just take off and guide him. Who's Maestro's Rudolph? Red Hulk. I'm not shit about him. I, 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 just read, I just read a couple issues of Contest of Champions. I don't know. Uh, the correct answer is Red Hulk. Red so, Hulk. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. So, uh, what comic book character makes the best Jesus? Whoa. Well, a lot of them come back from the dead very often. Yeah. I guess Superman because he was the first one to do it. <laughs> Beard and everyone hates him. No, so, know. who's his Judas then? Jimmy Olsen. Batman. Oh no, Jimmy Olsen is good. Yeah, because yeah, that's all Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen is about is just those two betraying each other. So yeah. Alright, well Olsen. that's good. Last oh wait, no, not last one. Uh what comic book character goes all out for Christmas? Deadpool, I feel like Like who's gonna like festive. Yeah, so do you think the Batman like puts up uh no, streamers no. in the yeah. Batcave and Batman forgets what time of year it is. Does he? Yeah. It's cold again for this time of year, isn't it, Alfred? It's called December, sir. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> crime is still a thing. Oh, it's a little cold crime. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go back to crime. <laughs> when is it going to be Crime-tober? Crime to- <laughs> Crimesgiving. <laughs> Crimesmas. <laughs> Crimes years. Anyway, you get what I'm doing. Valent Crimes Day. Valent Crimes Day. <laughs> Crimer Ham Lincoln. Am I doing it, guys? Am I doing it? <laughs> Who's your favorite president, Alfred? Mine's Crimerham Lincoln. <laughs> your Batman's ridiculous. I don't, yeah, I don't know what that. It's almost on the. It's almost Will Arnett ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly. Oh yeah. I mean, I could just do it, Christian. Who's your favorite president, Rachel? I can't do it because you know it's too loud. If I did the Batman voice, it's just too loud. Um, Bring down the roof. I'd immediately develop throat polyps. <laughs> Where's the trigger? <laughs> Rachel! Um, what was the question again? I lost it in crime. What comic book character goes all out for Christmas? <laughs> I think Deadpool's probably the right answer there. He, But he probably does it in a weird, gross way. Like, he festoons... Guts around Right, yeah. Intestinal tracks around a tree or the something. The tree is actually a garbage dump. Yeah. I think Deadpool's definitely the right answer. He's, he's I can't think of anyone that. else who's like particularly fun. All right, last question, last last icebreaker. What X Men character uses the term Xmas and then laughs a lot? It's still Deadpool. It's still, he's not. I guess they're just he's, not big on sense of humor for the most part. Some of them are. Um, Maybe the, now the Ecstatics would probably have a holiday special on television called Xmas. Yep, that's the correct answer. But it would be Xmas. Because they want to give you more of themselves. <laughs> and Dupe. Is Dupe? Dupe is, is the cameraman, right? <laughs> I can see Colossus specifically from the Deadpool movie saying that and thinking he's really funny. <laughs> it gives it Xmas. Ha ha ha. 
We saved the people. Hey, so that's all the icebreakers I have. I feel like you guys are nice and lathered up with humor. So let's move on <laughs> to our next... Right the rest of the is segments. that what all the stuff all over me is? <laughs> let's move on to the next segment. So from the world of comic book movie news this week, we've got a couple of different things. Uh, some of this is also pertaining to uh, television. Uh, first and foremost, it's that um, Scott Reynolds, who has... Um, Basically been a writer for Marvel in the past. I think he's worked on uh, Jessica Jones and Iron Fist for Marvel Studios for the Netflix television series. Uh, Scott Reynolds actually uh, hinted that he is involved with the Inhumans television show on ABC. He posted a picture to Twitter of himself wearing a Lockjaw pin. Of course, Lockjaw being the dog from the Inhumans. So does that mean we get to see Lockjaw? Sounds really silly to me. But, you know, I, I think that... Uh, Can't have the hum- Inhumans without Lockjaw. He's the best Inhuman. Uh, Black Bolt's pretty cool. Especially since, like, you don't really need a great actor to pull him off because he literally can't talk without killing everyone. So it seems like it's a pretty easy part to fill. Um, do you need an e- a really great actor for that? Yeah. It's, I don't know. Or do you need a really great actor to play Lockjaw because it's playing a dog? Because it's going to be a nah, you, just, dog. you just get Vin Diesel to do it. I think he's more than proved his worth to the Marvel Universe in... <laughs> Strangely pitched voices. It's true. <laughs> um, uh, Rogue One, which came out. Uh, if you guys were listening to us last week, you know that we dedicate our episode to the to Star Wars. Uh, Rogue One is now in theaters as of yesterday, and it had the earliest Thursday opening night of any film of 2016, uh, overtaking both Civil War and Batman vs Superman. So pretty cool. I don't know if it'll do the kind of worldwide numbers that that steaming turd from DC will do, but it is pretty cool that it was able to uh, to kind of. Don't certain countries just not dig Star Wars? Yeah, China I doesn't I read... really like. Yeah, China yeah. doesn't really like Star Wars. Japan loves Star Wars, but I mean, you know, they don't account for nearly anywhere near as a quarter or a third of you know what uh, what China has as far as a moving going population. I wonder what China doesn't like about Star Wars. Like what, know, do you think it's like, the empire resembles their government too much? <laughs> that would be my guess. Nah. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there that making a totalitarian government look horribly bad uh, probably isn't something that uh, the Chinese in their history are into. Mm, okay. Potentially. I mean, I don't actually know the reason. I'm sure I could look it up, but uh, I'm going to be lazy and not do that. Instead. Maybe they just hate Harrison Ford. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, regarding Henry is one of the highest grossing films China's ever had, so I think that's impossible. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, regarding Henry is actually directed by J.J. Abrams, which is not something I knew until uh, re-watching the film just recently. I don't think I ever saw that movie. It's super good. What is it about? Uh, Harrison Ford basically, um, uh, I believe he is shot and goes into a coma, and when he wakes up, he has like trouble remembering anything about what happened before. Uh, but um, so it's not that movie where he's like a detective and he's on like an Amish. He goes to like a, that's the witness. That's yeah, a fucking the great witness movie, was really man. good. Yeah, Harrison Ford, fucking awesome. What a what a great guy. Um, yeah. So there was a new international trailer that came out for Ghost in the Shell. That movie continues to look really really appealing to me. I think we've talked about that on the show before. Uh, there was an interview this week with Jennifer Lawrence where she talked a little bit about. Uh, her involvement ongoing with Fox's uh, mutant movies um, in that she will, by choice, never be in another one. Uh, when asked if she enjoyed working with 
uh, Chris Pratt on their new film Passengers, she said that she really enjoyed working with him and that she would like to um, potentially take her character Mystique, I guess when pressed further about her involvement as uh, Mystique in the Marvel superhero world, she said that she was done playing Mystique in X-Men and, and Fox movies, but that she would be happy to reprise her role for Guardians of the Galaxy. Can't happen, obviously, uh, because nope. of Fox's um, ownership of the mutants to all film rights. Or maybe somehow they will combine, and then Kurt Russell's character will just turn out to be Mystique this whole time. What if his penis was Mystique? Oh, there you go, you beat me to it. Yep. Damn it. Can we go an episode? <laughs> Hell No. <laughs> Why would we want to? That man's... You know what? standards, Blake. You know what? We totally... And I, I listened to our podcast from last week to the night. Um, Why? Because so it's sorry. fucking hilarious. <laughs> I like to listen to all of it to make sure that we don't sound like pompous assholes. Um, unfortunately, we do. We continue to sound like pompous assholes every week. Uh, we're just assholes. We're just assholes in general. Just mild variations of mild assholes. Mild pomposity. <laughs> pomposity? I have no idea what the... Pompousness, I know is what it actually is. Mm, pomposity. I like pomposity better, but we'll uh, pomposity. like a pop punk rock band. But you mentioned, well, <laughs> you said I, it's, that's a question I have that I've never asked uh, cryogenically frozen head. Right. And I, we should have made the obvious joke about his last words being Kurt Russell and taking that to talk about Kurt Russell's <laughs> penis. It seemed like the logical place to go, but we completely missed it. So I'm, I'm yelling at the, 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 dis, the, you know, the, the LCD display in my car, just cursing at it like, Fuck you, Comic Trump! You should have talked about Kurt Russell's penis. <laughs> you sons of bitches! Uh, you're myself in in, uh, in the past. Yeah, you're our biggest fan and biggest critic, right? And our only fan and only critic, most likely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Will Smith has said that he would like to uh, very much enjoy uh, reprise his role of Deadshot from the Suicide Squad movie in. Warner Brothers' upcoming uh, Gotham City Sirens. A couple other pieces of news about that. We know for a fact that the director will now be uh, Suicide Squad's director, David Ayer. And, yeah, for better or for worse. Yeah, we'll it, get into that. Yeah, that, that's a thing. Um, he is a really good director, though, so potentially it might be good. Uh, Margot Robbie. Mar- Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I, I, whenever I say it, I can only hear your shitty London Margot Robbie. Margot <laughs> Margot Robbie! You're getting there. (laughs) It's a very difficult name to say. Uh, Margot Robbie, her character, uh, Harley Quinn, she's coming back to reprise. And uh, it was also bandied about on the internet, though probably unfounded and likely not to be true, that Megan Fox was in talks to play the role of Poison Ivy. Which we'll also talk about later on, as she is in one of the... um, more turdish of our comic book films we'll be discussing <laughs> on the show. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and um, Sigourney Weaver was spotted on the set of Defenders this week, so we know now that she will be in the Defenders. Sweet. Pretty cool, right? Wait a minute, what is she going to be in the Defenders? She could just be Sigourney Weaver. I'm cool with it. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's fucking She awesome. played herself in Dory, so... Yes, she did. <laughs> I'm Sigourney Weaver. Um, we got an image of Batman's new armor suit from what supposedly are shots from the new Justice League film. We look kind of stupid, but whatever. I'm trying to keep an open mind about this, but they continue to close that mind every chance they get down there at the Warner Brothers Studios. 
Um, well, his armor in Batman versus Superman. I remember seeing all of the clips before and being like, man, that armor looks horrible. But then when you watch the movie, it's filmed so dark that you can't even really see the armor anyways. So it doesn't matter. They might as well just put him in like a black cape and a black sweatpants and sweatshirt. Oh, never mind. I'm looking at the picture <laughs> now. It looks like RoboCop Batman. It does. Bat-Bo-Cop. Why does he have to have blue eyes? Like, why can't he just have, like... That's his scanner. Didn't you play the Arkham games? No, I didn't. <laughs> you have to spend 90% yeah. of the game yeah. in detective mode so that you can see everything. I felt bad for people that were, like, the, the shaders and did the coloring and right. texture work in the first game. Because I literally don't know what any of that game looks like outside of blue schematic grid. It's like the developers who made the stock version of Android at Google. No one <laughs> hardly even sees like, it. Yeah. If you own an HTC One and you're really smart, you might use that. Right. <laughs> or the Pixel, rather. Right. Think, yeah, Pixel it, it would be one that. of the few times. Who do you guys want um, Catwoman to be played by? I don't give a shit anymore. I don't really care. As long as it's not Anne Hathaway. But I don't think she's capable of getting work in Hollywood any longer, so we don't have to worry about that. Why is that? Uh, she did something to piss somebody off. I was listening to some other podcast in the last couple of months where they were talking about how no one will hire her. And that's huh. why we have not seen her in anything in a while. Not since Interstellar is the last thing I can remember her in. I haven't heard anything about That her. makes me just want Anne Hathaway to be Catwoman. Well, so be it. I like well, Anne Hathaway. It would be a vestige of... The Nolan films, and I know they're trying to distance themselves from those, at least in regards to what this new cinematic universe portends. Is that if because they don't have? Sorry, no, if, if they're going to have Megan Fox be Poison Ivy and Margot Robbie, uh, so we're talking someone a little younger. Um, I think Aubrey Plaza might be cool. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to imagine Super the kind and sarcastic. <laughs> right. I'm trying to imagine the kind of the tone of this movie. You know, it might be a These little, are my cats. Right. That playing off of Margot Robbie's like over uh, the top. Right. Like, I think that could be good. Yeah, I can see that. Um We also know now that uh Patrick Wilson, uh, best known for his role as Night Owl in the Watchmen film, and actually I I Probably am most fond of him from the second season of Fargo, um, as uh, as the lawman in that film or in that that show, as you will. Um, he is playing Ocean Master in the Aquaman film, opposite Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Wait a minute, so the bad guy is Ocean Master now? Mm-hmm. I thought it was supposed to be. Uh, was that has Black that changed? Mana? Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe they're including both Black Mana and Ocean Master. Oh, I just man. know for a fact that. This is reminding me why I know almost nothing about Aquaman. Because you hear about stuff like this and you're <laughs> not reading that shit. Well, but then, I mean, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. so my threshold for silly things is pretty high. So I'm okay with a guy called Ocean Master. I'm telling you guys, the Rebirth um, Aquaman is a good... Yeah. It's it's a good comic. If they had, uh, if there was a DC Unlimited, I'd be reading all of it. But I am so with you. I want that. It's so hard for me to actually pay for Aquaman. Yeah. But... It's a good comic book, but you're buying Aquaman. So since we last recorded, that there's also been a cool little video that hit the uh, the old YouTubes, and it is of the new cast of the uh, DuckTales cartoon series singing in a recording studio the original theme song. Uh, it is very cool, uh, just because when you start to see their faces and you know that this is actually happening and that it's premiering in February, I believe it's premiering in February, 
uh, on Disney's XD channel, uh, you get a little bit more excited about it. Wasn't this supposed to be on Netflix as well? Oh, is it on Netflix? I thought that was the whole deal when they initially announces that this announces that this was going to be a, a Netflix deal as well. I know they've got that that thing where something that appears on Disney. You know, you remember September 2016, everything that was that came out from Disney would be a Netflix. Uh, they were going to be their exclusive streaming site, or whatever. Oh, so it's next. It's Netflix Disney XD. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would think that, like, with a lineup of voice actors like that, you they would want it to be in another venue than Disney XD because I don't know. It sounds like a an attempt to appeal, at least maybe, to people of a certain age who are not watching. Disney well, at the same time, as a parent, I can tell you that Netflix for kids is amazing because yeah, they have like that cool. little kids section and they have the pictures of all the cartoon characters so your kid can like point. And so I think it makes total sense. Um, apparently, it was announced on February 25th, and I remember when they were talking about it, but I haven't cared too much about it uh, just until they started, uh, I guess, when they announced all the, the, the voice actors and actresses, which was the 16th. Uh, Wait, so who are all the voice actors? So let's talk about that. Hmm? At Scrooge McDuck, you have the incredible David Tennant, which is amazing. You might remember him from such tapes as Doctor Who or Purple Man (laughs) in uh, Jessica Jones. Purple Man is Doctor Scrooge? Uncle Scrooge. (laughs) Doctor Scrooge? Doctor Scrooge. Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge. I don't think of him as... I kind of hate that he was that character. I think he did a great job... Purple Man, he was amazing. But he grew, I mean, he's so disgusting. Oh, yeah. But that was the point. I know. But like to me, like as I think of David Tennant first as the, the doctor. doctor yeah. And he's phenomenal. And the doctor is the opposite of the Purple Man. The doctor is very... Altruistic. Kind of, he's altruistic. He's very kind of paternal, but in yeah. a comforting way. He's like Santa Claus if he fought evil. But I think that's why that works is because you feel so... Betrayed, right? Well, because that's how like, I, it's it's kind of like uh, Tom Cruise in the movie Collateral. Like, <laughs> hey, it's Tom Cruise. I want to like this guy and trust him, but he's a psycho. Well, I mean, if you think if you think about it, the Purple Man from um, Jessica Jones is like Santa. If Santa wanted to control people <laughs> and like use them, so I've been calling uh, I've been calling David Tennant Doctor Hooge for the last uh, or Uncle Hooge, <laughs> Uncle Hooge. <laughs> Hooge McDuck, yeah. but so so. But going back to what you said, you're like, oh, the Purple Man is is Mr. Sh- is Uncle Scrooge. Well, you you don't watch Doctor Who though. See, no. it's just weird. Like we're coming at at that actor from totally different places. I think he's amazing. So you know, Uncle Scrooge, Doctor Scrooge, whatever, man. Yeah. Bring it. So who uh, are the other? Broadchurch was also pretty good. Indeed, uh, Danny Putty will be playing. Uh, I love Huey. Danny Putty. Who's that? Who's uh, he. That? Uh, he's mostly known from Community. Oh, okay. Robin. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's funny. Uh, ben Schwartz is Dewey. Um, Bobby Moynihan as Louie, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Beck Bennett, uh, who I don't think any of us are really familiar with, as Launchpad McQuack. Um, I am not going to pronounce this correctly. Tox. Tox Alagundoye. As Mrs. Beakley. And then Kate Micucci is Webby Vanderquack. What, how do you pronounce her last name? Micucci. Just checking. Yeah, she, <laughs> she has a she has something a, not a podcast or like a YouTube video. She's a, she talks about her that name. 
and some funny bit about her name, but I can't remember what it is. She's from uh, Garfunkel and Oates, if you've ever seen that before. I haven't. They're they're a comedy uh, uh, folk duo, but uh, they just sing really funny songs about various shit, you know? It's like Flight of the Concords from the perspective of two American women. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. She's on uh, Big Bang Theory to tie it into more nerd stuff. I wouldn't know. Most most people would. She's on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, she's one of the girlfriends. That's still going on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna put it out there, but I actually watched like I think the first four or five seasons, and I don't know why. Uh, I think it's because my wife liked it, and I didn't have kids at the time, so it was like, well, I have nothing better to do. Wish you had um, all that time back. Don't yeah, you? I know, right? <laughs> My just... parents love The Big Bang Theory, and they watch it in um, in its reruns in the evenings when they'll play like two or three episodes like back to back while they make dinner, and they know the theme song and they high five across the room to each other. Like it's kind of adorable. Like it makes me be okay with that show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. if it's bringing people together, yeah. Although I, I do hate <laughs> the it. The Nazi people... party. If it's bringing people together, <laughs> did you just go <laughs> the all right? You went from people together. Big Bang to Nazi to alt right. All right. Is there anyone else in in no, this that we need to talk about? No. And that's uh, that's all the news that's fit to hit celluloid, which doesn't happen any longer because no one films that way except for Tarantino. <laughs> well, that's good. That was a, a good amount of news, and I'm glad that you taught us about that news. And now we'll do it all in German. Mein Uncle Scrooge is. Uncle Scrooge. Zero Mude. Do you speak German? No. Does it sound like it? I don't know. So let's talk about our favorite comic books of the year. I'll start with me. Since I'm me. (laughs) Just blew all our minds. Yep. (laughs) I forgot that you were you there for like. A good 30, 45 minutes, and then you brought it right back, and I was like, shit, Blake is Blake, y'all. That's what I do. So, The Vision mm. by Tom King, penciled by um, Gabriel Hernandez Walta, is fantastic. <clears throat> I don't really need to say much about it other than The Vision's never had a, has never had his own comic. And when I saw that they were doing it, I was like, wah, wah. And it turned out to be, and it turned out to be very introspective, very like just questioning what what is life, like what is a living being, and what are the rights that humans have. It, it was like a John Updike novel, really, <laughs> in, in comic form. <laughs> it was just fantastic. Is by far, I think, one of the best Marvel books in a long time, and. Possibly one of the best books of this year. Uh, my 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 follow ups to that vision being my favorite is uh, Outcast by Kirkman and As a Seda. As a Seda, am I saying that right? I don't know. Um, basically, like a weird "The Devil Is Inside Me" kind of book, and uh, it's just action packed. Like scene by scene, real easy to read, and I went through like all four volumes in a weekend. So go cop that, and then I have to, of course, talk about Secret Wars because I think that's probably the best event that Marvel's ever had. And I think technically it was supposed to wrap up last year, 
but it didn't. It wrapped up this year, 2016. So those are my three favorites. And uh, I did read some DC comic books this year. And you tried. I, I really tried. I really, really tried. And I will continue to try, but I think Marvel's. I'm just a Marvel fanboy. It's just too close to my heart to uh, to pay for... Give me a DC Unlimited. That's all I got to say about that. Sequoia, what about yourself? Uh, I think my favorite comics this year... Um, sad truth about it is I haven't read a lot of uh, new stuff. Um, mostly stuff from Image. I've tried some Marvel and some DC. But uh, my favorites, as far as DC, uh, I really enjoyed Future Quest uh, by... Evan Shaner and uh let's see was it uh Jeff Parker and that's part of that whole um Hanna-Barbera relaunch that DC Comics was spearheading where they took all their old Hanna-Barbera action cartoon characters and kind of put them together in this ensemble book where they're all you know doing their thing like Space Ghost and Johnny Quest and uh, the Galaxy Trio and so on and so forth. That was a really surprisingly fun book. I enjoyed that a great deal. Um, my absolute favorite uh, was Injection by Warren Ellis. Uh, I've kind of found that as I've gotten older, uh, I, I'm in to- I'm I'm starting to enjoy books with a more grim tone. I don't know if I'm just becoming more of a grim man, but that was a nice blend of science fiction and horror and um, just a real intriguing and fascinating book. And I was kind of sad because, you know, after the last volume they did, they took this really long hiatus and it's supposed to come back sometime next year. I just don't know when. So I'm kind of sad. But the thing that's been filling the gap until that book comes back has been Kill or Be Killed by um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Um, that's sort of their take on the vigilante genre of fiction, you know, focusing on this. Basically, the story is based around this guy who, uh, for reasons I don't want to say, you know, to avoid spoilers and such, he's forced to go out every night and find bad people and kill them or something bad will happen to him. Um those have been my my three favorite books this year, and I hope to find some some more new stuff to read in 2017, or you know, finally get around to reading stuff that you know I've never read before. So, yeah, those are both on my list. What injection and killer recall? I tried to do injection, but it, I found that it, it since it wasn't. I think the first volume wasn't even finished when I started. Mm. So it was just hard to go comic to comic. Well, it's two volumes out right now. So dive in. I highly recommend it. Will do. Dave? Uh, I hate to sound remarkably samesy, uh, but my books for this year would have been Injection. Sorry. And uh, Kill or Be Killed, which Square also put me on. Uh, but differing from him, I also really enjoyed uh, the second part of uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which finally came back this year. Uh, it's got one more issue left before it's all wrapped up and done. I'm kind of sad to see it go because I, I really fell in love with those characters. I really like it. Uh, we talked about it last show, but I've been reading the Star Wars comics that have come out this year as well. A lot of the miniseries have been great. Um, Poe Dameron um, and Lando being my favorites, probably. <clears throat> um, and I also really enjoyed um, Moon Knight, the new Moon Knight that came out this year. 
and Black Science by Rick Remender. Sounds good. Amos. I am going to pick one from each publisher that I routinely read. Uh, They're not all from 2016, but things that I have read this year that I really enjoyed. Uh, From Marvel, uh, the 2014 run of Squirrel Girl, I really like. Mm -hmm. I also really like Secret Wars but uh, and the Star Wars stuff. Uh, DC, I really liked Omega Men by Tom King. Um, Image, I loved... uh, what I have read so far, Southern Bastards by Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. I look forward to continuing reading that. But honestly, my favorite thing I have read this year is Chip Zdarsky and Erica Henderson's Jughead. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I think they only did the first few issues. I'm, I'm pretty behind on that. But the first three or four issues are so funny, and I loved that book. I'll read anything that Chip Zdarsky does. You should check that out, then. It's great. Let's rate the 2016 comic books from best to worst. Comic book movies. Let's rate the 2016 comic book movies from best to worst. We're going to do this in alphabetical order. I am the keeper of the list. So my list is going to be correct. It is going to be these three's job to influence the numbering of this list. Because after this is complete, it's done. And this is the truth. We are the arbiters of truth. You know what people always say about the comic trope? That those guys are the arbiters of truth. It's true. True story. First off, how many movies were there this year? Because I can't even remember. I, I know I've seen most of them. Marvel had three. So it four. DC so, had two. And then there was the Mirage comics had, <laughs> had one. There was Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War. Doctor Strange. Deadpool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows. Yeah. Suicide Squad. And X-Men Apocalypse. Wait a minute, that's not in alphabetical order. I didn't say them in alphabetical <laughs> order. We're going to go through them in alphabetical order now. Oh, the okay. first being Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice by Zack Snyder, starring Ooh. Ben Affleck, Yay. Henry Cavill, mm. Amy Adams, Jesse Eisenberg. So since this is the first on the list, it gets to go first, but... Uh, let's get your two cents about Batman versus Superman, Amos. I have been wanting to talk about this a long time because I'm still confused. I think... Well, let me tell you why I'm confused. I didn't see that movie when it was in theaters. I saw it maybe four or five months later. And I liked it. I thought it was not great. Uh, I watched it without knowing much of the terrible feedback that it got uh, upon release. I saw it and thought, you know, it's a little bland. Uh, The characters are not particularly likable, but it had a decent plot that moved forward at a good pace, uh, with the exception of that bizarre dream sequence where Batman is shooting people in a desert. Um, 
But what was that all about? Oh, I don't know. It was, really, it was really just, I think, a way to plug in a few more characters in the DCU that they're building way too fast to keep up with Marvel. But I didn't think the movie was, was that bad. I thought it had a decent um, script. I liked Jesse Eisenberg as I thought he was very believable for what he was trying to do. It just wasn't being Lex Luthor. Oh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I, I mean, I am definitely in the minority on this. He was a good, I, malevolent Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who he's played. But, um, well, as we're at characters, how does everyone feel about. Like so, we know how everyone feels about uh, Jesse here. Okay, <laughs> what? How do you guys feel about Batman as Superman, cast wise? I mean, Ben Affleck is probably one of the better Batmans I've ever seen. I don't think I don't think he had a really great opportunity to shine in this film because it really was not very well scripted or written. It was serviceable, um, and I don't think that it's awful. Like it wasn't unwatchable. Like, and I've seen it twice now, so. And there's that. I, I can definitely rewatch it. I'm okay with him as Batman. I'm not going to say he was like one of the best Batman, but he's definitely not one of the worst. Uh, Superman, for me, just as a character in, in the films, is usually portrayed as kind of a twat. So even though I like the casting of, of Henry, uh, both in uh, the Superman film uh, he did by himself, and in you know Batman or Superman, uh, he yeah, Man of Steel. Thank you. Um, pretty pretty good. Um, but I think Ben Affleck steals the show in this movie. I, I don't know if it's Henry Cavill's acting or if it's the direction or the script he's working with, but he just seems very ill at ease, whether he's playing Superman or Clark Kent. He seems um, pretty wooden in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I like him well enough, but uh, it's still, it's still for me just the wrong portrayal of Superman. And, you know, I just, you know, when DC first announced it, I just really questioned whether or not it needed to exist. I mean, the idea of Superman versus Batman on film is, you know, really exciting, but, you know, for the basis of trying to build a a movie universe out of, I feel like it's a misstep, honestly. Um, it was still too much of the same somber tone that really bugged me with Man of Steel. That's fine with Batman, but really inappropriate when it comes to Superman. Um, and I do kind of get the impression of what it is, uh, Warner Brothers, what they're trying to do tonally with these films. They're trying to go for something more grandiose and operatic. But at the same time, it... <sighs> I don't know, those movies, that movie really did not have any breathing room. It was just relentlessly dramatic and and overwrought. And, you know, I think it was good enough. I don't hate the movie. I was entertained by it. I, I, I think the uh, Ultimate Edition, which put in about, what, half an hour of more footage, really helped to explain a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really elevate the movie Overall, I feel like, you know, Batman vs. Superman is, I don't know, it's suitable. I think the problem with that movie was actually how it was edited, and it wasn't the cast, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily the script, but like the montage of him working out 
is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> of, of sorry, of Batman Ben Flag. Yeah, like that was really not <laughs> Jim needed. Jones. Damn it! <laughs> and I believe that um, that Jesse Eisenberg almost ruined the film. Yes, and he he that I don't know what the hell Snyder was thinking when he casted him. I mean, that's just that was a terrible. It was like he was trying to be the Joker. Character. Yeah, well, I mean, who, he just, well, he's not trying to be anyway. He's not playing Lex Luthor. But it's right. not. No, he's playing that version of Lex Luthor, but it's not a very good interpretation of the character. It's just. But he's who's he supposed to be? I'm a little confused about that. He's, he talks he's, about his father. I well, assume that's Lex Luthor. No, I mean he is by all intents and purposes he is Lex Luthor. I mean that's the right, name yeah. he has. But I mean, okay. I think you know it was Snyder trying to do his spin. And I think when I first heard about Eisenberg being cast to play the character, I thought, oh, maybe, you know, he, Snyder saw him in the social network and he's like, that's what I want. That's the Lex Luthor I want. Like, what, what constitutes an evil, ruthless businessman? And he saw something in Eisenberg playing Mark Zuckerberg. And I was like, well, that's kind of, that might be an interesting dynamic to play up is, you know, Bruce Wayne is old money. Lex Luthor, this Lex Luthor would be young money. Um, no, they call me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but I think the portrayal was too, it was too chirpy. It was too manic. It yep. was just all over the place. Nothing about it was frightening or or menacing or anything. I never felt like Lex Luthor is this brilliant mastermind. No, he pissed in a jar. Uh, I mean, yeah. he played everyone. <clears throat> he murdered all these people who didn't see it coming until right. When it happened, but you don't get that unless you watch the ultimate edition, uh, maybe which was not the edition that got that's not the edit they got put in the theater. So, okay, what I probably only saw the ultimate edition. The oh, ultimate cool. edition is much better than the theatrical release. It is, but it's too long. The problem is that the the and again, I think that really comes down to I I I disagree and both. I both disagree and agree with the thing that you said a moment ago about the fact that you don't feel like it's the actors or the, the writing, that it's mostly the direction. I agree that it's mostly the direction, but I think there are also very bad choices for, um, in, in some cases, the dialogue, and in a lot of cases, the actual casting. Um, I, I liked um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. But for every Jeremy Irons as Alfred, there was somebody on the opposite end of it that I didn't enjoy. Uh, Doomsday's fucking awful. Like, it's just so bad. Like, yeah. He looks like a walking poop emoji. Like, he's so... <laughs> just... Why? A lot of my friends complain that he looked like one of the cave trolls from the... Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. like the first one. Um, <laughs> what you do with spikes you talk and about stuff? about 2001 uh, graphics. Yeah, uh, basically. basically. No, I just thought it was really unnecessary. There's just a lot of shit going on in that movie, and it's like... I don't find myself really wanting to go back and rewatch it after I got through it. It's like, you know, I'm done. I'm Yeah, the rewatch factor is low because it is so dark and somber and tonally samey the whole way. Yeah. I mean But I don't I don't know if I think that alone is a I mean like you could say the same thing about Deadpool in that it is the same tone the entire time for the most part. This is a very different kind of tone. I think that's a a good point to uh, a good place to move on to the next oh, film. Oh man, I could I could talk so, about Batman versus Superman all day. Me too. Well, I think we're gonna, we're continuously going to talk about it as yeah. we rate it against other films. Okay. So uh, currently, Batman is standing at number one because it's the only one. We've talked it's the about. only one we talked about. <laughs> um, let me summarize Batman. 
um, for us three, meh. And for um, Amos, what? Just meh? That's kind of how I feel like <laughs> it's rated right now. Yeah, pretty much. Next, Captain America, Civil War. Directors, Russo Brothers, Anthony and Joe, starring Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Don Cheadle, Jeremy Renner, Chadwick Boseman, Paul Brittany, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Rudd, Emily Van Camp, Tom Holland, Daniel Bruhl, Frank Grillo. That's an ensemble. That is an ensemble. That is. And, you know, it's funny to read all those out, but the point I wanted to make is there's a lot of characters in this movie, and it worked. Yeah, let me let me go on record as saying the opening salvo for our conversation on this is that I love this movie. It's probably my favorite one of the comic movies of 2016. Uh, I will say, I will ask a question though, and that's why wasn't this event the second Avengers movie? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of about Captain America. But it's also though. kind of about Iron Man. True. It could have been. It could have been called Captain America, and Iron Man, Bros or Foes, but it's not. Well, I mean, I think is I think is the story that they were trying to hold off on telling because, I mean, in in this long, this long form story that Marvel's trying to tell with this movie's leading up to Infinity War. I mean, in terms of a story arc, I, I mean, you have to take the movies as their own individual components and yeah. enjoy them on their own. But at the same time, they're what they're doing and what I like about their approach to storytelling as opposed to what DC is doing. And I'm not necessarily saying DC's wrong for not approaching this way, but Marvel's definitely telling a longer form story. Uh, it hit me when I watched this movie that it's almost the equivalent of what you get on a month-to-month basis reading a comic book. You get an installment of a bigger story. You're kind of getting that, you know, every year with these Marvel movies. And each movie is its own individual issue or episode or whatever you want to call it. But the thing is, this story, even though it is a Captain America story and kind of an Iron Man story, it's about the the uh, the destruction of the Avengers as a concept. This would be the falling action in the whole you know diagram of of storytelling. Yeah. So you get a little taste of that in Avengers: Age of Ultron, but at the same time, they hadn't been together and established long enough as the Avengers before you just break that all apart. Because what we're getting after after Captain America: Civil War. We're getting introduced to new characters. We're getting Doctor Strange, and then we're going to get uh, what um, Black Panther, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. All of those characters are going to be introduced in there, along with sequels for characters we've all we've already met. Before we get the big climactic battle in Infinity War, where I, I'm assuming everyone's going to culminate and gather together, and that will be the return of the concept of the Avengers to the store. That's I think that's the big. Uh, what's the French? Is it? Is it French? The Dinamois. Yeah, thank you. I can't even say it. But yeah, that's what they're trying to build to. You know, oh, look, it's all these guys who fucking split up. They're back together. It'll mean something when they get back together. Exactly. Exactly. Because you will have been watching them for three years fall apart and and come together once more. Right. And so it'll, it'll mean something in the movie theater when you're sitting there watching it happen, as opposed to the clips we've already seen from... Justice League, where it's right. just Batman going around like, "Hey, you got to join my team." 
Yeah. We gotta catch up. I and that's the thing about <laughs> Marvel movies. That's true, yeah. yeah. Where I feel bad with DC is that with the DC movies, going back to Batman, Superman, Hell, Man of Steel, I have to project so much of what I already know about Batman and yep. Superman and right. Wonder Woman and fill in the gaps with those characters. So I can kind of find Batman versus Superman acceptable because it's like I already know these characters' backstories and their relationships to each other. Whereas with the Marvel characters, yeah, I'm slightly familiar with Captain America and Iron Man, but I don't, I've never given a fuck about them. I've never read those books. But because of these movies, I genuinely give a damn about Steve Rogers and Tony Stark and the fact that now they're no longer friends, you know, because of this. Like, I care about these people and I care about their lives. And that's what any good story does. It invests you in their in their characters and their story and what's going on. That's the sign of good storytelling when when you leave that book or you leave that movie, you still think about these people as if they were your friends that you have to get called sometime. So I love this movie. This is my favorite, my favorite one uh, of this year. You know, I, it, it was magnificent. Yeah, I, thought, I shouldn't say magnificent. It was just damn enjoyable. It was a great action film. Yes, and to do that with that many characters and be invested in the characters, um, and then add additional characters like mm-hmm. Spider Man and Black Panther and Black Panther, and to be be able to do that, you know, within a three hour time span, I think that's pretty impressive, and that's why I would rate it above. Batman versus Superman currently. Amos, any second thoughts? Probably had the best cameo of uh, any of these movies. With Paul. Well, was Paul Rudd in it longer than uh, you can call it a cameo? Yeah, he certainly was. I mean, he because yeah. he even comes back in the in the gulag. That's true. Yeah, he's got at least 20 minutes, if not more. The but, Shield prison. It's like he it's killed it. The Raft. The yeah, Raft. That's that movie was great. It. Obviously better than Batman versus Superman. All right, so currently, number one, Captain America's Civil Captain War. America's Civil War, followed by number two, Batman vs. Superman. Next on the list. Uh, I will say, while we're on the subject of cameo in Captain America, it's probably the best uh, Stan Lee cameo. It's where he shows up as the like DHL driver at the end, and he goes, I have a package for Tony Stank. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still mad that in Deadpool, um, it, they didn't do it as... Deadpool sees Stan Lee goes, oh my god, you're Stan Lee! That would have been way better than yeah. anything else. That would have been alright. Talking about Deadpool, directed by Tim Miller, cast Ryan Reynolds, Karen Sony, Karan Sony. Yeah, the uh, Firefly lady. Yep. And Ed Scram. The Curtison. Ajax. Uh, Deadpool is funny, guys. It <laughs> yeah. was the best was Fox uh, Marvel movie in a little bit, I would say. It's probably the best Fox Marvel movie ever. It's definitely one of the most rewatchable, for sure. Uh, Mar- uh, well, superhero movies. I I like to watch it. Enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed the uh, the extra takes and extra cuts and the DVD version, Blu-ray version, downloadable version. And it was great to see Ryan Reynolds again doing what he's really good at. I don't think yes. he's great in, in straight man roles, but he's fantastic as a leading man who's also really funny. Yeah. I'm- and he just, it was so clear that he, I mean, you know, this was his, like, not just his project, but he was very involved in making this happen. Very passionate about it. Uh, yeah, and that very Deadpool. much comes across mm-hmm. that he's just loving this. Yeah, it's a labor of love. You can tell right. he poured a lot of himself into making this film. Right. I'd imagine that's probably exhausting to do that kind of thing, because it's probably different whenever you, and not, and not to say that, you know, whenever Christian Bale goes into a film and gains a whole bunch of weight so that he looks funny for a movie or something like that. 
isn't exhausting because I'm sure that it is, but to be so involved at like the production level as well as all the other elements of it, like I just can't imagine that he'd be that excited to jump into a second one, but apparently he is. So I can honestly say this movie pleasantly surprised me. I, I normally hate the character of Deadpool. I, do I mean, you've heard me say that I, I don't get it. I, I mean, I don't understand the popularity. I don't find the book or character in and of itself himself entertaining or funny and whatsoever. I think the, the humor is fucking juvenile. And, and I mean, that's, that's almost hypocritical for me to say that because I love some fart jokes, but, <laughs> but oh, really? I mean, honestly, I <laughs> <laughs> but no, I fucking hate Deadpool. I've just never given a damn about him. And this movie, I came away from it and it's like, I like movie Deadpool. Um, I really enjoyed it. And you're right, Brian Reynolds. I mean, this is the character he was born to play. He should have, they should have let him do this ages ago. And it's kind of sorry that it took them so long to get to this point. But yeah, it's, it's entertaining. It's a good action movie and it's a funny movie on top of that. So here's the question, guys. Uh, Deadpool, better than Batman versus Superman? For me, yes. Um, I would watch it again before I would watch Batman vs. Superman. So I'd make, for me, I'd make Deadpool my number two, Cap my number one, and Batman vs. Superman. Remember Civil War. So you're saying... You, so you're saying... You're number one. <laughs> film. <laughs> That's a Batman joke for you guys. That's very good. Civil War, Deadpool, Batman. Honestly, I'm kind of still struggling. This is the first time where I... I don't know. I like Civil War. I like Civil War and Deadpool a lot. I think those are both great. I Which agree. One I like better than the others. They're so they're very different. No, apparently um, so. I I think just like thumb on the scale for Civil War, but I like both of them a lot. So I'm going to say Civil War is ranked higher than Deadpool for me. So far, all in agreement. Let. Let let us move on. I'm going to make a prediction that the one place where we really strongly disagree is on the worst ones. Which ones are the worst? Shit. Actually, I, Shit think, is right. <laughs> I think this is going to be where I um, break away from you guys. Doctor Strange. Director Scott Derrickson. Benedict Cumberbatch. Chewedle. Ejahodordi. Oh, hold up. That's Chuatel Ejafor. Thank you. Chuatel Ejafor. Close. It was so awesome. Amazing. God, I'm so awful at pronouncing names. Rachel McAdams. Hey, killed that one. Benedict Wong playing it was Wong. Also awesome. mm-hmm. I love him in Marco Polo. I don't like the show all that much, but he's great. That's show drags. a little boring. Yeah, but he's awesome. Yeah. That's Kublai Khan. Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. And Mads Mikkelsen as Cletus. That's such a great cast. <laughs> I think. It's Caecilius, but that's it. Caecilius. <laughs> what the fuck? How the fuck does that look like Cletus? I just knew I couldn't pronounce it, so I just went with what I knew. <laughs> Cletus. Guys, I really, really like this movie. I think that uh, for a few reasons, it's the best movie of 2016. One being that the action in it was so neat and new and like you know, finding on the sides of uh, buildings, like go like that trip 
section where like she knocks the shit out of them and they go flying through the intergalactic world and it's like you're diving into pools of benedict eyes and and just oh man <laughs> I wouldn't love that it was just in the the 3d it for this movie was yeah. the best of all of them like hands over fist it was so fun with the, I, the psychedelic like kaleidoscopic yeah, sections man. Yeah. that was so cool i really i just I, this movie really spoke to me and i usually am really tough on um origin stories and i thought that this origin story was just knocked out of the park and it was great because he, he's a character um, he's one of the few this is one of the first times where the lead character the character this story is about is someone most americans are going who mm. you know because he's not he's not batman or superman or captain america or iron man or spider-man he's not even ant-man i mean he's like, not, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess the idea of Ant-Man is is pretty, you know, that's the kind of thing we've seen a lot of sci-fi about. Uh, but Doctor Strange is some other thing. It's yeah. pretty fucking weird. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it, you know, telling an origin story there, there's no problem. Because most people, even a lot of comics fans, don't know Doctor Strange's origin story. No, the uh, they got to it really quickly. Like a yeah. lot, like the the actual accent they got to much faster than I expected them to. I mean, it's in the first like five minutes. Uh, I feel that they did a fantastic job of really portraying him like the utter dick that he is leading yeah. up to his enlightenment. Right. I also feel that, as you mentioned, the kaleidoscopic, the way in which they were going to have to visually tell what it's like to be a sorcerer, right, or to to use the mystic arts is something that would very easily end up cheesy. My biggest gripe, well, and I can't go into that too much because he's currently reading the Harry Potter books. Yeah, careful now. But I'm just going to make a gripe about the visuals of the film is that they're all portrayed very blandly. It makes me not give a shit about using magic. Oh, I, I, like disagree. I have to disagree. Yeah, I yeah. love the... I thought it was done very they just tastefully. Colored sperm flies out of the end of them. Are you talking about Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh. Wait, Wait, Doctor, Doctor, Sh- hold on, hold on. Wait Doctor Strange made you not give a fuck about the magic in Harry Potter. Right. Oh. Oh, oh. I thought you were Doctor saying Strange that. was so awesome, it changed. Well, how that's you- what I'm saying is that that's that's where I was was driving was that <clears throat> portraying magic is very difficult to do. Got it. Yeah. And they portray it in such a way that the mysticism comes across as being something that's truly on a scale that most people can't comprehend. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right, that a person could weave different realities that the normal person couldn't see and could control all that. Like, that's incredible. Even his showdown with Dormammu at the end is something that, you know, very easily you could lose someone or could come off as hokey or cheesy. Whereas, for me, like, watching the Harry Potter films, like, I I don't give a fuck that I'm not a wizard. Like, who cares? Because <laughs> <laughs> they just have little twigs that shoot, you know. Yeah, the way they were able to weave... The uh, magic world into the comic book world and Doctor Strange was done very well and believable. And it wasn't, it didn't feel like we were watching a Dungeons and Dragons movie that's supposed to take place in a Marvel Comics movie. Well, I think the thing is, is with Doctor Strange, I would have watched that though, is, is how they try to define magic. It's, it's probably more of the modern interpretation where people don't. You know, the whole concept of magic, or as Alan Moore would put it, it's not about fucking weaving spells and things of that nature. Alan Moore often says that 
the atomic bomb would be an example of somebody, some, someone performing magic that someone thought of something that didn't exist and then actually made it exist. Like that is a simple form of magic. And it, that's a very modern, somewhat scientific, almost, uh, what's the word? Metaphysical approach right. to magic that it has some root in our, in our real, World, and I think that was sort of the trick that Marvel had to pull with that character, and I'm glad they did it with him as opposed to say uh, Thor, because the thing is, their portrayal of magic doesn't contradict anything that we've been introduced to already in the Marvel universe, um, and even from a visual standpoint, it really does fit in with the, uh, what we've seen in Thor, what we've seen in uh, Ant-Man with uh, the quantum realm or what we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy, particularly towards the end where uh, Star-Lord sort of has his, um, the moment where he's dying and he sees his mother. You know, that the right. background of that scene looked very much to uh, similar to one of the vistas that Doctor Strange was in throughout his travels on the astral plane or whatever the hell. So, it, it worked with everything else that had yeah. been established. Um, I love the movie. It was fantastic. Um, why is Civil War better than this? Why is Civil War better For you. than this? Um, Splendor, perhaps? Uh, Spectacle, maybe, is a better it's, way? It's the because I'm an action movie junkie, and you know, Civil War is probably more of a typical action movie. But I mean, we just started talking about Doctor Strange. You don't know, I might say Doctor Strange is number one. All right. Well, I'm, I'm saying, not going to say that. <laughs> I'm saying Doctor Strange is number one, and this For is you. the official list. So okay. if you guys disagree, give me your reasons now. Um, I agree with you. I think. My favorite. I don't. For me, uh, Civil War is my number one. Doctor Strange would be my two. Deadpool would be three, and Batman vs Superman would be four. Because um, I think the thing is, by the end of Doctor Strange, as much as I enjoyed that film, I still didn't really quite give a damn about Stephen Strange. Um, I like that he's able to fill his niche or find his niche in the rest of the Marvel Universe. But um, I don't like the character. Oh, man. You know, I don't, you I know. love that character. Yeah, yeah, I really like that guy. Well, I mean, I never cared about him before. But I'm not invested in him yet. I'm still invested in Tony and 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 Steve and everybody else. I mean, by the time I got to the end of Civil War, you know, I'm like, what happens to those guys when they break off the raft? Steven, I don't know. I mean, you know, the questions that are kind of left open are who's going to become the new Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme? Mm-hmm. Um, what's his dealings with Thor now? You know, and then what's going to happen to him when he shows back up in... Avengers Infinity War. So I don't know. I mean, it was a good movie, but yeah, I guess Dave's right. It is the spectacle of the big fight scene in in Civil War. Like that's the thing that really clinched that movie for me. Yeah. I respect your opinion. But Doctor Strange is number one. Okay. (laughs) I mean, does Cap still get to stay number two at least? Yep. Okay, fine. Suicide Squad. Mm. Directed by David Ayer. Cast is Will Smith, Deadshot. Jeez, I gotta read through all these videos. Ika Baronholtz. You don't have to. Greg Baronholtz. Margot Ropey. Margot Ropey. Margot Ropey. Oh, you in this turd of a film, Margot. 
Um, and then, man, Jared Leto is the Joker. I don't really care to talk about anyone else because this did the exact opposite of Civil War. Mm. And as I told you guys in a text thread, to me, this movie was a three-hour trailer for six other movies and not actually a cohesive film. And not only was it edited poorly, the script didn't make sense. Jared Leto wanted to be a character that he wanted to be in the spotlight, but his character wasn't supposed to be in the spotlight for this right. movie. And so it was too over the top. And it could like, there was parts of Jared Leto's Joker that could work, but it didn't because that laugh and he was trying to be the star and he wasn't. Everyone was trying to be a star and it's just, oh, just, it was just a shit show of a movie. Yeah, but that's what's going to happen when you have a large ensemble cast like that. You, you, it's a lot of shit and you got to see what floats to the top. And I think just by the nature of Jared Leto playing the Joker, that's kind of a big deal because I mean, it's not like Jared Leto played uh, Clayface. I mean, nobody gives a fuck about Clayface, <laughs> but the Joker, that's Batman's opposite, Jared you know, Leto, other. Yeah, yeah. So, that he should have had a movie before this movie. The, yeah. This movie should not have existed unless two or three of those characters had their own movie leading into this movie. Well, I think. Yes. I think the thing is, you know, before this movie came out, I kind of made the statement around the comic shop to a lot of folks where. You know, it was kind of apparent that DC was trying to find the same success as Marvel with this, you know, series of movies that connect in this, you know, large movie universe. And my feeling was at the time that they don't have to find success with doing, you know, okay, well, Marvel obviously has the Avengers. We have to do the Justice League. I don't think success has to be doing the same thing as your competitor. I think the thing is trying to find what you're good at. And people kind of forget what DC had done film-wise prior to Marvel. Because, I mean, if you want to look at track records, Marvel didn't have a decent series of, uh, a decent grouping of films until, say, like what? Well, okay, let's go back. You have, what, the shitty Doctor Strange TV movie from the 1970s. You have the shitty Captain Captain America and Spider-Man movies from the 1970s. The Nick Fury movie. The uh, Nick Fury movie from the 90s. You had the Generation X movie, which wasn't very good. You had, Punisher movies. They had the Punisher movies. Hey, hey. That Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Like the first one, the 1980s? The first jam? one, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole other matter. But the thing is, they didn't really get success until the 2000s. But even that's kind of varied because that, that breaks up among studios. Right. You know, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were successful. The Bryan Singer movies, uh, X-Men movies for Fox were successful. But then as that series has kind of continued, the quality gets kind of iffy. But Marvel... Dubious, I think, is probably how I would describe the quality of, at this point. Right. But the thing is, Marvel's been on a roll since, what was it, 2005, six, whenever Iron Man came out? Yeah, 2006. I think that's right. But so everyone kind of assumes that is what Marvel is, and they forget everything that came prior. But then if you go back and look at DC Comics, you have Superman the Motion Picture, which is a fucking phenomenal movie from 1977, 78. Superman uh, 2, which is fucking awesome. Now, three and four pieces of shit. For sure. But then they come back in 89 with Batman. Mm -hmm. Then they follow that up in 92 with Batman Returns. That's a good movie. 
Batman Forever, a lot of people are kind of... It's kind of polarizing because it's the first... Uh, was that Joel Schumacher that did that? Right. But it was successful. Batman uh, Forever, uh, Batman and Robin, piece of shit. But then after that, you get what? Almost got uh, Superman. You, you get yeah, Superman Returns. You get Batman Begins. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. Somewhere in there... You get Catwoman, piece of shit. You get Jonah Hex, piece of shit. You get Constantine, that's a pretty good movie. Losers, that's an okay movie. I mean, so DC's history has been real varied. But the thing was when they made that decision that we want to make this consistent, connected movie universe with Green Lantern. And that was a flop. And they've been trying to get this thing off the ground. They've never been able to find their way. So I made the statement that maybe you don't need to do Justice League. Maybe you just need to take something that people aren't familiar with, like Suicide Squad. Because that's a simple concept. It's easy to sell. And you package it as a straight-up action film and maybe make something out of that. But the thing is, they're so intent on trying to do things like Marvel, but not quite like Marvel, that I feel like they constantly fuck themselves and you know, over with that. They were worried about, they were more interested in the sequels when they were writing this than they were in the movie itself. Yeah. And that's it why shows. it's a piece of shit. Yeah, it shows. So, Suicide Squad to the bottom. Let's move on. But All right. I also want to say it was pretty amazing to watch Sequoia just like rattle off the entire history of DC property movies. I've watched them that all. That was impressive. I've that watched them all. That that's, why, that's why they call you Encyclopedia Black. <laughs> That's it I'm right sorry there. I took up so much time. No, but. that was great. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the, Out shadows, of the shadows, directed by Dave Green, um, Megan Fox and Will Arnett is in it, and some other people. I made you guys watch this Oof. because it was a comic book movie of 2016. You guys were over last night. Sequoia was really angry at us the whole time. I was forcing him to watch this. Dave and I got stoned and... Uh, Made a, uh, what was that? Gingerbread, Gingerbread house. house. That was fun. Um, I'm sorry I made you guys watch this. I ate all the candy off of it. We put all the candy on it, and then we ate all the candy off of it. So it looks almost like it did yesterday before we made it. Yeah. It's just bare gingerbread, except it now looks like it got uh, jizzed on a lot. My dog woke up this morning, went downstairs, and just ate everything off that wow. he could off of that <laughs> Your gingerbread. Your dog baby poison. Yeah. <laughs> so this, okay, this is the one where I'm going to disagree with y'all, I think. If you told, if you said you either have to watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie again, or Suicide Squad again, I would take the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Because it's a, it's a, shit. it's a shit, but it's a movie for children. It is. Which the rest of these are not. I don't know what it's rated. PG-13. It's PG-13 because there's gunplay, but other and than there's, that. There's cursing, like pretty gratuitous cursing. Well, it, I mean, it's say, not that bad. They say I mean, cowabunga bitch like three or four times. They do? No. Somebody says no. shit. I feel like. Casey Jones says shit. Oh, Casey, they ruined oh, he's Casey He's the worst. Jones. He's the oh. worst. But, but Suicide Squad is the worst. It is so is bad. So, it, it, and it's not because of it's not because of the actors. It's not necessarily because of the script. It's edited so poorly, and the plot is almost non-existent. There it, is kind of a plot for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Isn't well, there? it's just that Teenage Mutant Turtles is a is a movie that if I had seen it when I was ten, I'd probably be fine with it. I, I probably <laughs> wouldn't love it in the way that I loved the '90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. movies, which aren't that great when I watch them again. They're not nearly as bad as these new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I think they're fine for a ten-year-old, which is their market. Suicide Squad is just like this is how to tell a story badly. I, I would take Suicide Squad over 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows because Ninja Turtles is aggressively for children. <laughs> and see, you don't have to go through this yet. Have you ever watched any modern children programming? It's so on? horrible. And I'm not even stuff, talking about stuff for small children. I'm talking about stuff that Ninja Turtles will be aimed at, and that's your like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds. I don't know. I watched Moana the other it, day. It's it, great. <laughs> I mean that's fine, but that's but that's but 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 it's the stuff that are that's aimed at the tween. Yeah, especially uh, that age boys. It's well, it's well, it's terrible because so much of it, no one delivers jokes. Everyone yells. Right, it's all so over the top. It, it is. Kind of a it I'm, is. I'm going to disagree with you, Amos, only because this felt like the director to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles felt like he really wanted to be Michael Bay and fuck Michael Bay. So <laughs> Yeah, but Michael you Bay produced fuck it. Michael Bay? <laughs> Michael Bay did uh, that one that was good. Uh, the Island. The Island is no, so I'm good. The Rock. Of, the Rock no, was well, good. I'm not of The Rock either. He did... Uh, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Also Bad Boys great. was great. Bad He's Boys got some awesome. classics, man. All right, He's sure, got, sure, sure. But everything but, he's made lately is gone. Yeah, but this just felt like a, it wanted to be the Transformers movie, and I don't want the Transformers movie in my life. Yeah. So Sequoia definitely doesn't want that Transformers in. So even though I agree that they're both steaming piles of dog shit, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is worse than Suicide Squad. Well, I'll say this about it being being a property for kids, right? If your intent is to make a nuanced product that aims at children, you can still make it appealing more broadly. Yeah, right? the, the Lego same, movie. The Lego movie, Moana, as you just mentioned. Yeah. Pixar is... Tons of that. Stuff. Pixar is literally the best at being able to craft something that spans... Uh, or that, that would capture the attention span of multiple generations. Yeah. Uh, there's also something to be said, and that would, that would be for like new IP, really. With the exception of Cars. Like, how do they continue to make those shitty films? That third one. Did you see the trailer yes. for the third one? I'm I, like, what's going a, on A here? friend of mine tweeted after that trailer of that little teaser thing was released, I've never wanted a pretend car to die so bad <laughs> in my, my life. I will say that there is something to be said about new IP because you can craft it specifically to do that. Yeah. Then there's the idea that you're bringing back previous things to make them relevant to a new generation. Ninja Turtles takes a previous license and then pays no attention to the people that loved it 20 years ago. None. They keep some of the names the same, but that's basically it. It's not meant to appeal to anyone that grew up watching it whatsoever. Right. Whereas, right, like the Thundercats reboot they did a couple of years ago a years ago on Cartoon Network was yeah. geared to appeal to both children and to adults that watched it. Respect. Same for Tron Legacy. Same for Star Wars Rebels. Voltron. Voltron, right? Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse... Last one on our list. So it, your list, sorry, I want to make sure I have this right. Your list, we've got TMNT at the very bottom right now. Yep. Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse. Brian Singer, starring, oh man, so many people. James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Oscar Isaac, Rose Byrne, Evan blah, 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 blah. Sophie Turner. Um, yeah, another steaming pile of dog shit movie. Uh... This runs into the same problem as the Suicide Squad, that there's too many characters trying to do too much stuff. Uh, seems like they're just trying to build up this world, which is weird because like they've already got footing in some the previous movies, X-Men movies, which were decent, and it just all fell apart as they're fighting um, Ivan Ooze from the yeah, Power Rangers. This, this movie had something that... Uh, two things that I'll, that I'll say had 
had something that the other films that I think are also not good. Because I'll agree, not a great film at all. And not something that I would rush to go see again. But it did have going for it um, a really likable character in Quicksilver. Uh, whatever that kid's name is that's from American he's Horror great. Story, he's fantastic. Uh, he was really great in Days of Future Past as Quicksilver. And Evan his, Peters. Evan Peters. His his scene where he rescues everybody from the mansion being Fantastic. Like, Rhythmic so right, So amazing. So good. But the um, scene that follows that is such a huge waste of time yeah. for that entire movie and just really serves no You're purpose. You're talking about the Logan scene? Yeah. yeah. So, Why did that yeah. have to happen? Totally. How did they make him look goofy? I thought that there was... And it was the helmet. Scene. I mean, it was a whole bunch of things. And the interaction between Jean Grey and Logan was super awkward, right? Was well, it? yeah, kind because of. especially when you know their relationship yeah, later in the book. Yeah, that's what got like, me. It was like, it, it doesn't make sense for me, like, coming in here as an X-Men fan to see these two act, like, this actor and actress playing these roles respectively, like, totally didn't work. Well, the, uh, well just really quickly, too, the other thing besides... Evan Peters as Quicksilver that I had going for it was Olivia Munn, which none of the other films that are bad on this list had, which immediately skyrockets <laughs> into the middle of the pack for me. So you're saying because she's attractive, this is better than the other ones? No, well, I just better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, it's it's not, it's not Suicide, but also Jennifer Lawrence too. Like, and I just happen to really appreciate on multiple levels both those actresses. Sure, but not in this crap movie. I can still appreciate them. Like, I can still appreciate How? Olivia Munn as Psylocke and Jennifer Lawrence. She didn't do anything in Psylocke. She, she just she she was in uh, a she shitty... did a flip and a thong and cut a car in half with a fucking laser sword. That almost <laughs> makes this worse. That you uh-huh. put decent actresses in movies and make them do stupid shit in stupid clothing on a, a fucking horrible script. This is a god awful movie. I just I can't share that level of of, yeah. of vehement stories. That, man, I can't do it. I can't get that angry about it. But <laughs> the thing, the only thing to me that is sort of redeeming, other than um, Quicksilver. Is I think Magneto is a phenomenal character. Well, Fastbender plays him so well. He too. does. Yeah. And if there had been, I just want to see a, a Magneto movie. I'm fucking tired of Magneto. Man, no, I see. A, he he's like about as okay. The only thing I don't like about him is this is another movie where he basically killed a lot of people, and then it's like shake hands with Professor yeah, X at the end. Just go I know on you're home. really a good man. <laughs> you, you've like, committed he's, sort of genocide, but. Right. See you later. Right, that's kind of ridiculous. He, he he shouldn't he shouldn't he shouldn't get to the point where he's doing that because the character is complex enough and morally nuanced enough that I don't really think he would do these things. He would be he would he should. But have he his does own get but he does get to a point because when you see assuming this is all one continuity and I guess it's not but I don't know Ian McKellen. Plays him, I think, as a much more evil, much more sure of his hatred for most of humanity. Yeah. So you can see him getting to that point, but it's not very consistent. Yeah. Anyway, I think Michael Fassbender, Michael Fassbender does a great job. The to me, the biggest thing that's lacking in this movie is everything revolves around one character who could have been really charismatic and really larger than life yeah. and imposing, and he's none of those things. And I hate to... I don't want to blame Oscar. Um, he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal. It's not him. It's that that... Like, there's nothing interesting interesting in the script for him. And he's just kind of... He just, like, functions as a machine to... He's just, he's just a plot device to make things go forward. Yeah, MacGuffin. Yeah, kind of. He just... Um, the script is just god-awful. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, and... 
It's not. I mean, it has moments, but it's it does. Not, and, I mean, and it's it's a it's a movie centered totally on this character. I mean, it's in the title, and he's he is lacking. Well, but it's a it's a direct. It doesn't happen directly after the events of Days of Future Past, right? But it is in that same oh, timeline. Like, it's, yeah, but it's, it's like ten it's, years yeah, later. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Because uh, this one takes place in the eighties, and that it, one takes place in the seventies. Return of the Jedi is in theaters, so it's nineteen eighty four. I think right, eighty three. <laughs> 83, all right. Somewhere in there. If, if it's if it's Return of the Jedi year. But either way, the point is is that you've got this this thing where they tie the kiss that Charles used to steal old girl's memories, uh, Rose Byrne's character's name. He steals her memories in first class on the beach during the Cuban Missile Crisis that, mm-hmm. that they go through. And so they directly reference that, which is cool. It rewards you for having seen all of these films. But then there's stuff like the way that Magneto drags Logan out of the Potomac in the, at the end of Days of Future Past that never gets fucking brought up. How did he get to Alkali Lake? Yeah. How did he get there? Why doesn't Magneto go, holy shit, it's that guy I pulled out of the lake? Oh, yeah. It's like the Star Wars stuff. It's like, why doesn't anyone recognize C-3PO? Why doesn't, why doesn't Obi-Wan go, oh, yeah, I totally know these droids. <laughs> I have spent many, many, many significant I, events of my life in these droids. I, I, I said, don't recall ever knowing a droid. And I said this once before in my last <laughs> rant about X-Men Apocalypse, and I'm going to say it again. These movies weren't built to hang together right. as one cohesive story. They're all single-serve you know, desserts, and you just have to take them for what they are, even if they might so kind of reference... purple jello that's not all that good. Exactly. I mean, this I, is there is no continuity. Days just do what they feel. was a good-ass cheesecake. It's just... <laughs> it was a, the movie was a bunch of shit What's happening. Three? And that's why like I am putting... Tenders. And that's why I'm going to put this it's number seven. five of seven under Batman versus Superman, because I would rather watch Batman versus Superman than X-Men Apocalypse. That's going to be a tough one for me. Yeah. You're right, Amos. We don't know which ones we hate the most. Yeah. So yeah it's kind of hard. Because it's, it's pretty easy to say what the greatest ones Rattle off your list. Number one, Doctor Strange. Number two, Captain America. Number three, Deadpool. Number four, Batman versus Superman. Number five, X-Men Apocalypse. Number six, Suicide Squad. And number seven, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Rise of the Goop. Secret of the Pooh. When you said... Um, it's not a secret. It's just out there. It's just turds. When you said Captain America, I remembered another thing I hate from Suicide Squad is the guy playing Colonel Flag. Ugh. He was so oh, bad. God, he was bad. Okay, he wasn't as bad as Casey Jones. Why does that guy... I mean, it's not... It's half the way that guy plays Casey Jones. And it's half the script, the lines for that character. It's like he's high-functioning autistic. Well, when I was talking, when we were watching this I mean, yesterday... I, I'm, I'm sure I said something offensive, but he says things that, like, you have no ability to read people at all. My Casey Jones is living in a tent in... Um, in a, Central Park. In Central Park. He maybe smokes meth occasionally, but not all the time. Greasy hair, eats a lot of pizza. He listens to nothing but sports radio. Might Jim Rome. He just loves Jim Rome. Might be addicted to Oxycontins because of a broken leg he got from playing hockey. He was damn good, couldn't go pro, 
blames criminals. That's my Casey Jones, not the guy who wants to be an FBI agent. Yeah, Stephen Amell, he's good as Arrow, but he was just too clean cut to be Casey Jones. Casey Jones really is like disgusting bachelor frog. Like, yeah. Is it that actor? It's the Arrow guy? Yeah. yeah oh, I didn't realize that. See, yeah. I like him okay as an Arrow, a, right? An Arrow. But why did he... Oh my god, that Because he's makes, a pretty boy. That is but Buffalo he plays it like he's... He plays it like he's the worst actor in the world. Oh. I was, I was going to say one thing about... Batman vs. Superman. The saddest thing about that movie is that they kill Superman at the end of it, and I could not give a damn. <laughs> yeah, it just like, did not He's matter. died so many times, though. Well, in a, in a lot of ways, you're like, well, rather him than Batman. Like, why should, <laughs> why should you... Like, why should that be your thought when that happens? It should be like... Shit. I think there was a time when it was, but nobody, I mean, I feel like I'm in a weird minority in that I like Superman. No one likes Superman. No, I like Superman. Well, I like I like the character just fine. It's just that, though. yeah, I was going to say, the DC's yeah. just so hell-bent on doing very uninteresting things with him. Like killing him over and over again. I, well, I agree. <laughs> what does the list look like for you guys? Does anyone want to make an argument against my list? Is Ninja Turtles dead last? Yes. Then I agree. I could spend the rest of the <laughs> yes, night arguing about why Suicide Squad is worse than Teenage Mutant Ninja I really, I could. I could also argue about why I think Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is fine. Mm. But I don't think I'm going to convince you. We're going to save. We're going to save the internet from that conversation. Oh, um, I will say that the 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 two things that I will I would audit about your list would be Civil War is a bigger and better movie to me, and not just because it's bigger, just because I feel like it appeals to more people. And that it has a lot of things that were set in motion prior to its release that also make it better. Whereas, see, Doctor I, Strange is a jumping off point. I think if you took um, Doctor Strange and it came out the same time that the first Iron Man movie came out, oh yeah, that it would have been explosive. Like people would have been like, and it's WTF. true. It, it it does benefit from the Marvel universe having being in full swing right now. Yeah. Um, or they've gotten, even even more so, good at this. They, they definitely have. It's the brand. It is. Right. They know um, what they're doing. And yeah. I would say the other piece would be is that I would I would watch X Men Apocalypse before I again before I would watch Batman versus Superman. No way. But I appreciate <laughs> your opinion. And uh, the list, the correct list that is made by me, and I took all of your opinions and you I listened them to them the and I threw them out the door. So the correct <laughs> list can be found on my Twitter page, pinned at the top. It reads, correct listing, not incorrect <laughs> listing, for 2016 movies that are comic book-ish. The o- yeah, the only one that I wish we could have gotten to, but doesn't release until this coming Friday, that I would have liked to have discussed on this, because I think it'll be pretty good, is Assassin's Creed. I wish... We- I Man, wish- you think it's going to be good? I do think it's going to be good. Only time will tell. I love those games, but not because of their plots. Well, they've got a fantastic screenwriter and Michael Fassbender he and Jeremy great. Irons and uh, what's her face? Um, Who is Marion Cotillard? Yeah, yeah Cotillard. Cotillard. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love her to be great because I really do love those games. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's gonna be number three on that list. Not gonna even be on there. All right, guys. <laughs> until next time, we enjoyed your opinions. Let's play a game. Or not. You guys don't have to be excited about it at all. Play a game! Fucking asshole. Yes, let's play a game. (laughs) We can go fly a kite. That's the voice of of excitement. Alright, so here's the thing. As you guys know um, from previous podcasts, sometimes I get really stoned and I make up 
comic book characters and I make up powers. And you either come up with the name of the comic book character or you explain to me the powers of the comic book character. This time I didn't get high and make them, but I was full of holiday cheer. So every one of these... You got high on Christmas. I got high on Christmas. I feel like it's a euphemism every time you say it, but I guess it's not. You were just happy. I was. I was okay. super happy. Okay. And uh, I smoked some myrrh and some frankincense. And, uh, smoked some gold. Pretty sure that's toxic, but okay. <laughs> it would explain these. So here's the deal. Is that all of these are somewhat holiday themed, and you are either going to give me a holiday comic book character... Or you are going to explain to me the powers of these holiday comic book characters. So, let's begin. <laughs> Christmas Comic Con. <laughs> okay, so this character has the ability to make you relive Christmas over and over and over and over. That sounds great. So, what is the name of this character? Jesus. <laughs> His name is Jesus of Nazareth. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Total reclaws. Boom. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> Boom. That is fucking total, total reclaws. reclaws. That is the shit. Jesus, that's good. <laughs> All right. This is the coming. This is the name. You give me the power. All right. Jolly Bringer. I just immediately thought of a Punisher with candy canes shooting out of his gun. That's it. It's the Punisher that shoots candy at kids. Oh, that's nice. This is a good start, guys. I feel warm. Marijuanica is the name of this. Adam Sandler. (laughs) Is the name of this comic book character's Marijuanica. Isn't that, that's a line in his song, isn't it, about... It sure is. Marijuanica. Smoked marijuana. Yeah, anyway. Get out your Hanukkah. It's, it's half marijuana, half Hanukkah. Yeah. So wait, is this, a, this is the name of the guy. This is the name. His powers are... He fashions... He, uh, he can turn bongs into menorahs. Yes, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say, that he fashions weed leaves or into... Or menorahs, menorahs into bongs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got like... It's got like Five openings? How many fucking... Eight? eight? Eight. Yeah, it's eight crazy nights, right? Right. Yep. And then the problem is, is that once you We're smoke... Jewish. Once you smoke out of it... I'm sorry, Jewish people. You can only hear Adam Sandler songs from his albums. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's like a... It's double edged. Yeah. Don't smoke the Adam Sandler weed. All right. So this guy... going. This is There's a theme. Controls fire out of candles, especially menorahs. What's the name of this character? Can we go back to that last one really quickly and just say that the tagline for his comic book is Don't smoke don't smoke the menorahs of marijuana or it'll give you eight crazy nights. If that's what you want. I want to combine this guy with the last guy into something like the burning kush, but I don't know. It's the only, burning kush. It's only half formed in my head. No, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. We'll accept that and move forward. Broses. <laughs> Miss Claus. Let my bros go. Miss Claus is the name yep. of the character. Like Claus can be spelled any way you want. This was so before she was Mrs. Claus. Miss Claus uh, dressed up as a sexy white-haired female uh, attorney. That's attorney. Weird. Yeah, I like where that's where your head went, and mine went to this really ferocious female bear. <laughs> Miss Claus. Yeah, yeah. I just thought of a lawyer. That's all I could think yeah, of. No, like a business lawyer, specifically. All right, here. We're getting a little darker now. 
has abilities much like Santa Claus, but only if he kills and eats reindeers with his bare hands. Whoa. So he can fly around and deliver packages, but to do that, he has to hunt and kill reindeers and eat the raw flesh of this animal. This seems like a very strange, like, European comic yeah. book. Yeah. And so I would probably call that shit Das Kringle. <laughs> yep. I was thinking that this is actually what or, Santa is or for, D-Kringle. like... Or Kringle. Yeah. Like D-I-E. D Kringle. Yeah, so it's like Die Kringle. Yeah. D Kringle. I. Das is Die Kringle. Random oh. He's naked and just like plods through the Bavarian Alps eating reindeer and flying from house to house to kill their children. Run from the Klinger. <laughs> Why are all of our mythical creatures scary? Because we're Germans and we're feared. Uh, the Germans have, and I hope that I pronounce this correctly, but in the Bavarian Alps and some of those uh, villages and towns, they have a jackalope-like creature. That uh, that kind of is said to be seen in those parts, and I want to say it's called the Fuchsmoppy. I have to look it up. And a mythical fish creature called the Adolphin. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Plus two for the Adolphin. Love it. Are you really looking this up? Yeah, I, I want to find it. Um, <laughs> I'll make all kinds of jokes about Germans. They're like, they're, you can't offend Germans. I mean, come on. Oh, I am so offended. Uh, not true. <laughs> like, uh, well, we're not... a little offended by all the people you murdered. So, <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, I think they get at least 100 years where they can't be mad at anything. Huh. At least 100 years. I think how long before people get to stop being angry at Americans then? Well, we didn't put anyone in. Gas chambers, necessarily. We did have internment camps. camps. <laughs> yeah. We didn't kill anyone. No, we I just mean, held them on there. On purpose. <laughs> yeah. All right, never mind. We've also killed. We've assassinated leaders of foreign nations. Yeah, never mind. I still, I'm not going to say we're, we've done anything on the Nazi level, but, well, there's the whole slavery. You know what? <laughs> what country has no blue Uh Canada? Wakanda? Hey, the French and Indian War was a thing. Wakanda? Only fictional countries. Uh, Nardia? (laughs) Nardia? Oh, the Truman Show was the name of the place that he lived. (laughs) (laughs) Uzbekistan. (laughs) Funny fact about that movie, it's set in Uzbekistan. (laughs) Truman Show is set in Uzbekistan. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Dave, you got something for us? I I don't. I can't find it. But it's, it's like a... A rabbit or a gopher or something with like a fox tail and beaver teeth and owl's wings and like chicken claws. It's pretty fucking terrifying, actually. <laughs> Sounds like delicious. <laughs> Sounds like something you kill and eat real quick. <laughs> Come here. The, it's got all the best parts of all the best critters. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, the next comic book character is just um, <laughs> uppercase oh bells. God. Oh, it's not the one I was. Nope. Looking at. Upper, bells. Bells. What, all in uppercase yeah. letters? Like it's being yelled at you. Bells. bells. Okay. One. Hell's Bells is the name of his comic book. Hell's Bells. <laughs> he can only speak like that. He can only speak in Brian Johnson. Hey, no, I, stop, uh, son! Speed limit! <laughs> so I wasn't able to find the mystical Dude, creature library. that I was able This is, But this is good, though. I, do you know how hard it is to edit this as is? I just say. leave all this. I'm just saying that while I was unable to find the crazy creature of German uh, mythological proportions that I spoke of, there is a mythological creature in German folklore known as the Busch Grassmutter, 
which is the shrub grandmother. And it's a, it's a forest spirit, apparently. That's it? Is, is it, it like a baba dude? It's got a demonic, like, it's wrinkly, ugly. It's like a, like a, um, a baba yaga. Ooh. It's like the German baba yaga, but it's called the shrub grandmother. That's some shit I'm not trying to run up on. Because she seems like she's naked, probably. <laughs> probably. And she's only wearing, like, thistles. I, I feel like this creature is a fucking shitty direct-to-video horror movie waiting to happen. Yep. It might have already happened in Germany. <laughs> May have. Bush Grossmutter. There's a name for a <clears throat> disturbing Am I story. pronouncing that right? It might right. have already happened in Germany. Bush Grossmutter. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, moving on. Power to guess the contents of any Christmas present. That's much sweeter and nicer. God, my girlfriend. I the gave rattler. her your girlfriend. I gave her her Christmas present, and she looked at it and she said what it was. And you can like, actually do that. It's a ukulele. Was it? Was, did she do that thing where you kind of press she the paper to it. the box? She didn't even touch she it. She didn't touch it. She looked at it and said ukulele. Was, no, it was. It was not. It was a box. I mean, there's shape was not a clue. Well, kind of. I was going to say, was it like, did you not put it in a box? It was just like a wrapped... It was a wrapped box. It was a guitar, and she knew immediately from a long neck that it was, yep. in fact, a fancy <laughs> guitar. Nah. A ukulele. All right, so Amos's girlfriend is the name of that superhero. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the White Sleigh. White Sleigh. That's the name of this... The White Sleigh. What's, it, what's this person's power? The alt-right. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably that. You know, I feel like I feel really like if fascisty looking hair, right? The whitesleigh.com is totally like a Christmas like alt right uh, website. How We're, could it possibly be global warming? Look at all the snow on the ground at Christmas time. Oh God, God, you guys. Really making me down. I was like all like about Christmas and having this conversation. Oh, we're talking about the world will Nazis. still be shitty after Christmas. Oh well, there's going to be a Christmas miracle. Ex workshop elf. Who now stalks and kills portly men and women? Portly? Whoa. You mean corpulent? Do <laughs> you mean corpulent? Same difference. What's the. This is a name or power? Power. He has a long name. What did you say? Ex workshop elf. Who kills fat people? Who now stalks and kills portly men and women? Um, elf off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's this, good. This Christmas, the elf comes off the shelf. That's great. <laughs> and he's looking to kill. Ah, I'll get you all of the fat ones. God. This he talks, right? sounds like another shitty like, direct-to-video yeah. horror movie. He talks like me. Lee Majors is elf <laughs> off the <laughs> shelf. Lord Clump, stop. All right, moving on. The Boxing Day Boxer. All right. I'm the Boxing Day Boxer, and I'm here to box things in every sense of the word. He uh, he has the ability to punch people and turn them into inanimate objects. That's good. The boxes. Yeah. But well, not boxes, just gifts. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say he was uh, hired help mm-hmm. on a lord's estate. Yeah, and whenever uh, you know Brexit happened, essentially the 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 estate went bankrupt and he lost his job, and so now longing for the the years in which his family spent in servitude, he must now come to grips with um, what it's like to not have Boxing Day any longer. You don't know Man. what it's like not have Boxing. And so he becomes day. a he becomes a boxer. 
It it's is. good. Bare knuckle boxer mm-hmm. underground. Absolutely. Totally. Like, like, uh, like yes. J- Jason Statham will play him. There we go. Last two guys. Tom Hardy. Group of carols. You play carolers. Carolers. Group of sing- carolers. Carolers. Adam Grizzlers. Carolers. Group of Grizzlers. Crawlers. <laughs> Group of carolers whose voices allow them to enter your home. So they come up to your house to sing, and it's so beautiful, like the sirens. You welcome them into your house, and then they stab and murder and kill you. <laughs> Are we like... looking for a name? Yep. Okay. They don't, like, take your cookies. No, I mean, they could, but instead, After murdering they you. murder you. Drag carolers? Is that because it's... The carolers. Because they're vampires. They have to be invited in. They ask you... They're vam- so they're vampires... <clears throat> Yeah, the Drek Caroler. Killer They they come to your house and they sing, and then you're like, "Please come into my home," and then they help themselves to all of their family's sanguine uh, parts. Noise Feratus. Noise (laughs) Feratus. That's awesome. That is fucking terrible. Noise Feratu is amazing. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have Dave's natural ability. Uh, No, that was that was perfect. So good. We're moving on to the last one. Kwanzaa with three K's. <laughs> KK Kwanzaa? KK Kwanzaa is the name of this bad guy. It's Ty- It's not Tyron Diggins. It's, um, uh, who was the blind guy on Chappelle's show who was racist? What was his name? Oh, oh, God. Uh, uh, Bigsby. Clayton, 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 Clayton Bigsby. Bigsby. No. Was it? Was it? it was Clayton Bigsby. Clayton, Clayton Bigsby. Bigsby. Like, maybe Clayton Bigsby the third or something like that. Yeah. So that's who this is? It's just that guy. KK Kwanzaa. I don't know. It's I, a confused person. No, no. I don't, All right. I don't so I got one Kwanzaa. for you. All right. I got one for you. It's a power. Actually, I'll do one of each. How All about right. that? I'll turn the tables a little bit here. I got one of each. First, the power. Has the ability to imprison people's souls inside gingerbread houses. Ginger rack. Something to do with Shanks. Something Ginger rack? Yeah. Ginger rack. Because it's ginger... I don't know. It sounds cool. I don't know. Your soul Okay. Ginger rack stands. Uh, the name is Dead Nog. <laughs> Dead Nog? Oh, that's awesome. Right? Uh, but it's really not as cool as you think it is because it's just some crazy guy who fills his bathtub up, filled with eggnog, and then drowns people in it. <laughs> Dead Nog? <laughs> that's it. So... He's just an evil motherfucker. No, no actual uh, power. Any fa la 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 last words that holds them under the yep. water. We're getting to the end of the podcast, guys. Uh, before we go, I want to do. I want to bring back something we did in the first few podcasts of this year, and it's called "Kill, Keep, Reboot." I'm going to ask you guys to kill, keep, or reboot. Something from 2016. Can we edit in the Canadian National Anthem every time you say that? <laughs> oh, Canada? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Canada. You make me cry. Our home and native land. That's very good. That's the only part <laughs> that Americans know by heart. Hey, that's good. Hey. We want to around there. When we think about it, it makes me want to fart. (laughs) (laughs) Camp O Canada. (laughs) All right, Amos, what do you want to kill, keep, or reboot? Shit. 
Doesn't have to be you. I just knew it would make you think. Yeah. Does it need to be comp related? 2016 is. Be... Oh, God. This year? Jesus. Let's just reboot the whole fucking year. Well, I mean, we kind of are, so you're going to get your wish. Yeah, it's going to be a new year. Uh, let's hope it's not like this last one. Um, kill. I don't want to kill anyone. Kill hatred. <laughs> kill hatred. Keep. You don't have to do one for each. You don't have to. You just have to give me like one good one. You don't have to do one for each. Something 2016. Uh, we could kill Suicide Squad. All right. That sucked. <coughs> no, they'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Warner Brothers is already doing a bang up job. Killing Suicide Squad on the board. Sequoia. <laughs> uh, I want to keep. Is this anything in 2016 or just related to comic books and stuff? Uh, you know, pop culture, <coughs> comic books. I'm anything trying, you want to say. I'm trying to stay then, away from like the obvious things that we want to well, kill. Well, don't commit treason. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, uh, I don't know uh, what... It is a crime. I don't know what it is, but... Let's, uh... Let's, uh... Let's keep Star Wars. Let's keep Image Comics. Those are things. Those are, Those are great bright ones. spots. Yeah. Thank you for keeping it light and yeah. giving us some good ones, Sequoia. I said kill hatred. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty that's good. <laughs> All right. Fine. Because I don't want to kill anybody. You just want to kill the hatred. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to kill the Electoral College. Yeah. I would oh, like yeah. to. I would like to keep Moon Knight, and I would like to reboot the DC film franchise universe. That's a pretty solid. Boom. That is very solid. Three. All three, I'm okay with. Peace on Earth. <laughs> and I would like to keep this podcast because I've been yeah. enjoying it, guys. We've done. Uh, this is number 27, and we have gone from having really shitty sound and. Lo- <laughs> really? Talking about shitty comic books, like, yeah. Well, to be fair, we started with Moon Knight. I was about to say. <clears throat> um, we we started talking, but uh, Civil War was pretty early on, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so far, so good, guys. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. And we won't have another podcast until the new year. So for Amos's mom and the other two people who listen to this podcast, thanks for listening, and we will be back in January. So until then. Read a fucking comic. Happy holidays, guys. Happy New Year's. Did I ever tell you about when my uh, mom actually did listen to an episode and you said that? She was like, oh my god! <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, great. The only reason she listened to it was because it was like, she thought it was something else and it just started playing. I don't know how. Yeah. I think that maybe I had loaded it up with material on her iPhone or something. Else. <laughs>